Welcome to TC Speaks. This is Tyler Cho, and today is Saturday, April 30th. And this is episode five of TC Speaks, where I produce an audio adaptation of my weekly writing from tylercho.com. The title of this week's post is Reading Reality Accurately. I hope you enjoy. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. Progress, success, failure, much of life can be boiled down to understanding the limits of your knowledge. Famed investors Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger's Circle of Competence mental model explains this well. The concept is simple. There are two buckets of knowledge. In one bucket is the stuff you know, and in the second bucket is the stuff you don't know. An intelligent investor, Buffett and Munger would say, focuses on operating in domains they're knowledgeable in, and even more importantly, avoids operating in domains they're unknowledgeable in. But while this advice sounds simple, few are able to actually follow it. Richard Feynman wrote in 1974 that the first principle is that you must not fool yourself, and you are the easiest person to fool. In the year 2000, financial author Roger Lowenstein published his book, When Genius Failed, The Rise and Fall of Long-Term Capital Management. Founded in 1994, the infamous hedge fund included some of the most accomplished financial experts of its time members of the Federal Reserve, respected university professors, and even future Nobel Prize winners. Yet, despite the density of intellect and the firm's spectacular early performance, long-term capital management found itself in uncharted territory when its failure led to a $3.6 billion bailout in 1998 that nearly brought down the financial system. Intellect does not equal intelligence. History is filled with stories of geniuses fooling themselves. I've been part of the workforce now for almost three years, and what I've learned in this short time is that the colleagues I've most enjoyed working with are those that understand the edges of their knowledge. For example, I'd much rather work with a colleague that has an IQ of 100 and realizes this than work with a colleague that has an IQ of 140 but believes they have an IQ of 160. Project mismanagement, miscommunication, lack of strategic clarity, In my experience, it is the unaware and prideful that often break things. Now, the basic mistake to make when learning about human biases is to think that they apply to others, but not to yourself. Again, quoting Feynman, you are the easiest person to fool. Being aware of my own self-deluding susceptibilities has led me to seek out corrective tools. Writing is an excellent one. If I can't clearly articulate in writing a concept, idea, or learning, can I really claim knowledge of it? Speaking is another. When most people listen to their own voice for the first time, it's unsettling. The way we hear ourselves when we speak is often very different from the way we actually sound to others. Self-narrating my own writing has helped me better understand my deficiencies as a speaker, which I previously couldn't see. Sharing publicly is another powerful tool. Despite the very real pain that comes with exposing oneself to public critique, there's so much to be gained from testing your ideas against the fire of public thought, particularly when your feedback is coming from thoughtful individuals. Over time, I've become convinced that the three most important words in the English language are, I don't know. Explicit acknowledgement of one's lack of knowledge is often treated as an admission of defeat in everyday conversation. But... If the goal is to understand reality with greater accuracy, I don't know is simply the starting point of progress. After all, it ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so.
Thanks for tuning into this episode. To learn more about me or to read the written version of this post, visit tylercho.com.